Design New Podcast, Episode 32. If you are stressed, stretched and stuck and ready to take your life to the next level, reach out to me for a free 30-minute strategy call to see what steps you can implement right now to design your best life. Email me at connect at tinamurray.com and let's create your own unique blueprint to lay the foundations for that life that you really want. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board Kim Albrecht. Kim is finding joy in the midst of the messy. She cares for a family including a teenage daughter with significant disabilities that require around-the-clock care and also her mother who is in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. After a season of trying to force a joyful heart, she finally submitted and allowed the transformation. The result is a heart filled with a mission that she says is bigger than herself as she brings information and inspiration to families who are worried about the future of their loved ones with disabilities. She invites caregivers to step into hope and action rather than fear and anger. This is done via inspirational and informational articles as well as a weekly podcast where guests are experts in the field of creating opportunities for adults with special needs. Join me as I chat with Kim about submitting but not surrendering. Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for joining me on the Design New Podcast. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It is the end of the day here, so pretty soon all the little ones will be in bed. It'll be quiet time. So doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So what is quiet time when the kids go to bed? Because I know so many parents feel exactly like you do. At 6.30, it's like two more hours, two more hours, and it'll be right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, usually quiet time looks like me putting my head down on the couch pillow and basically just drooling on myself, I think is, I think is what happens. Like everything just shuts down mm-hmm. and I have no control. I have no control over my body saying we're done for the day. So we are approaching those hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the ratings on a lot of TV programs at 8.30 are only there because people don't care what is on TV. Just give me something mindless to look at for a while. Oh, Wheel of Fortune is fascinating. <laughs> it is the most fascinating thing to watch at the end of the day. <laughs> that wheel going around and around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So apart from taking some time out when the kids go to bed, what else are you doing to design your best life? Well, what am I doing? You know what? I am submitting. Mm. So not surrendering. I think there's a difference between submitting and surrendering. Yes. And what I have finally come to learn after four decades on this planet is that... I have been created with gifts, and, um, and when I embrace those gifts and lean into them, then my life begins to create itself. And my designer, who designed me with these gifts, 
ultimately ends up designing something more wonderful than I could ever have created on my own. Well, that's an amazing thing to come to, but I think we need a little bit more depth about what this actually means for you. So what's happened where you've realized that you've got these amazing gifts and it's brought you to where you are now? Yeah, well, the submitting piece came with my daughter who has um, a beautiful smile and a beautiful laugh and she loves to swim and loves the wind in her face. And she also has significant disabilities. Um, She is a teenager who is still in diapers. She requires around-the-clock care. And then I also have my mother moved in with us about four or five years ago. She has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And after my father passed away unexpectedly, she moved across the country and moved in with us. And, And so I am a caregiver. And submitting happened when I realized that no matter what therapies, no matter what I did, my daughter was not going to be healed. Mm -hmm. Her disabilities were not going to go away. Mm -hmm. My background is one of a high-level gymnastics coach. I was with these girls, you know, 30 hours a week. And it was always about pushing and it was about you can do, you, you, you commit to it. It was like, you can force this thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And so for 20 years, that was the message I was teaching mm-hmm. and believing that we have complete control over our destiny mm-hmm. and we don't have to accept if, if we don't have enough talent Well, by golly, you just work harder. Mm -hmm. And having a daughter with significant disabilities that I approach that with the same mindset. Doctors tell me what to do and I'll do it times 10. Mm -hmm. You want me to do this kind of therapy 20 hours a week? I'm going to do it 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was for a good six years. That's exhausting. It was exhausting, Mm -hmm. but... I felt like I was in control, sure. so I was energized by it mm-hmm. because I, me, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. I can do this. And that was energizing to feel like I had control over yeah. the situation. And I remember hearing on the TV one day, just randomly I was listening to the TV, and this lady was being interviewed on a morning talk show, and she was talking about autism. And at the time, my daughter was 18 months, two years, newly diagnosed. And she said something along the lines, if they don't come out of it by the age of six, they're not going to. So in my mind, because there are, there are children that, I mean, I recover. I don't know if that's the right word, but they end up, you know, being higher functioning Mm -hmm. on the spectrum than my daughter is. And so in my mind, I took that as a challenge. I have four and a half years for me to implement what's going to get my daughter out of this. Mm -hmm. And I went gangbusters. And the night of her sixth birthday to this day is still one of the most heartbreaking days in this whole journey. Mm. 
we had cleaned up the M&Ms from the M&M cake and brought the streamers down, had put all the wrapping paper away, and I was in bed, and I was just a freaking mess Mm. because I realized Mm. this isn't going to go away. Mm. Her life is not going to be one of independence. It's not going to be one that we can step away from and have an empty nest one day. Mm. And then that brought this journey of submitting. Mm. And I didn't know that's what was happening at the time, but that's what was happening. I began to submit, not surrender. Surrender means giving up. Yes. Waving the flag and saying, I give up. Submitting was more accepting. Mm. This is who my daughter is. This is how she's created. Let's find the beauty in this. Mm. I need to stop seeing her as an individual that needs to be fixed Mm -hmm. and see her for the little girl that loves music and loves to swim and loves the wind. Yeah. blowing in her face. And I need to stop and see where she's finding joy. Why is she looking at that window? Oh, it's because there's a drip of water wow. zigzagging and trickling mm. down the window. Let me sit with her mm. in that. And so submitting became, again, not surrendering, not giving up, but shifting a focus into um, into being an aware. It's it's a hyper awareness of what's around me and who's around me, what they need, mm. and how we can be there for each other. Mm. And it's way better than powering through. <laughs> it's way better than. 40 hours of therapy. It's way better than realizing that milestone, that goal that we set didn't happen. Yeah. It's way better. Yeah. It's, um, I, I'm just blown away. I'm, I've, as you can see, I've got tears in my eyes hearing that story myself because I can hear the power in that and just the um, ability now to be able to see what, other people getting joy out of, whether it's your daughter or any of us, we do have different needs and we have different ways of seeing things in the world. And to be aware of that and accept that that's okay and that's how they are, as long as they're not hurting us, obviously, is a really beautiful bringing together of people in a great way to connect. And does that really heighten your awareness? Like you've said, your daughter loves the wind in, in her face. A lot of people are scared by the wind. It, it really makes them really unnerved. And does that mean it's changed your perception of the wind now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The trees, one thing my daughter did from the beginning was she would stare at trees. This is before we even knew she was diagnosed. She always wanted to lay by the window and watch the trees and the leaves blow. Mm -hmm. Tina, I spend... Probably 75% of my mornings, when I wake up, first thing I do when I open my eyes, 
And I never realized it until we're talking about it right now. I look out the window and I watch the leaves on the trees outside the window. I never realized it until you brought that up. Has it changed my perception? And I think that's what happens when we submit Mm. and we lean into the way we are designed. Mm. It starts to flow. Mm. It's not a forced thing. Mm. We start to wake up and we start to flow into how we are designed. And what that looks like now in terms of how I'm designed is moving into kind of this, I don't know if you want to call it a mission, but moving into, I I want this for other families. Mm. Being in the special needs world, what I've noticed is that crucial age, usually it happens between five and eight. For me, it was her sixth birthday. I, I see this pattern now that I'm around a lot of families. Mm-hmm. That tends to be when they begin to take, families begin to take their path. Yeah. And those bricks that they're stepping on oftentimes are paved with fear mm. of the future, of, of anger. Um. And you know what? We need that in the special needs community as well. These are the advocates that are on the the steps of the Capitol, you know, swinging their signs and saying, we have to do better for this community. There's a lot of value. And I I think fear and anger is a motivator. For sure. It's not the motivator that I think I was designed for. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really try to do is is help families step choose to be aware of how they're coming out of a hope crisis. Mm. It's a crisis in hope. Yes. That sixth birthday was a crisis in hope. I had lost it. Yeah. So to sit in that grief and to be sad is okay. Mm-hmm. But the way that we emerge from it is really important because that's what we're going to step on. If we emerge from this hope crisis and fear and anger, we're going to be walking on that for a really long time. Yeah. If we emerge from this hope crisis with an awareness of the beauty of what my daughter is seeing, mm. with the choice to just slow down and submit and lean into it, instead of pushing away from it, those are the bricks we walk on for a really long time. So I try to do that with my podcast. I try to do that with my blog is um, try to give families other things, other bricks to step Mm -hmm. on and to even be aware. I think we don't even realize it. We don't even realize we're doing it. So I'm just inviting parents and caregivers to just be aware of what is happening after a hope crisis. Yeah. What we, voices are we listening to mm. in our head? Can we talk a little bit more about hope? Because I think whether you've got a family with special needs or all of us have hopes and when our hopes are dashed, it is a crisis. We've, I've never heard that term used, but I love it because when we've got something that we're expecting and we're expecting this is going to happen throughout the rest of our lives. And I suppose for 
for a lot of women who haven't been able to have children, you know, you've got this expectation, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to have, well, not everybody, but I'm going to grow up, I'm going to have kids. It's just something that you've got the choice to do if you want to do. And then when it doesn't happen, it's the dash of the hope. And then you've got to rebuild something else. And there's many situations, obviously, in everybody's life. Why do you think it is we have so much hope in our lives? So what is that bringing to us that is why it becomes such a crisis when it's taken away from us? You just answered exactly what I was going to say. You said, (laughs) what is it that is wired Mm. in us? Mm. I think we are wired for hope. I think we know that there is more beauty that we can see. I think we are wired to realize we are minute and tiny. Mm -hmm. And there's something big and eternal, regardless of what your your belief system is. Um, I feel like we are we are why and and we're aware we are aware of that. There's more. Mm. There's more out there than just us. It's not all about us, (laughs) and so we have hope in that thing that is bigger than us. We have hope that there will be more after us. You talked about, you know, mothers that, and how hard that is if, you know, if they're not able to have that child. We, we hope for something to happen after us and after we're gone. We're, we're wired. We're just wired for that by, by our creator, whether, whatever you, mm. um, whatever you call your creator. Yeah. We're wired for hope for something, for more love, for more beauty. We know it's there. Mm. We know it's there. And how do you get people to see past the anger, to see that extra beauty and to really change their focus? Well, I haven't been able to. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I would guess the first step is just being aware of the voices that we are listening to. We have internal dialogues going on all the time in our head. You know, it's like you picture the, the, some of the old cartoons, you know, you have like the little angel on one side and the little devil on the other. And they're, they're saying, you know, this one over here is talking, be afraid, be very afraid. Your daughter is going to be abused as an adult when nobody's there to take care of her, you know, and then you have this voice of hope over here. No, there are beautiful people in the world. You haven't surrendered. You've submitted, but you haven't surrendered. Things are going to be set up for her. She's going to be, but you know, and so then it's, it's choosing, it's being aware Mm -hmm. that those voices are competing against each other constantly. And then just making the decision what we want to listen to. Yeah. Because they're both true at some level. You know, even that, that voice of fear, that voice of anger, there's merit to that voice. But, but there's, it, it can be saying things that are true. Miranda is going to be vulnerable when she's an adult. Mm. She is going to be susceptible to abuse because she's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. But is that the voice I'm going to lean into and spend my time having a conversation with? Mm. Or am I going to take that fear and turn it over here to hope? Okay, what can we do about this? Mm. 
what can I set my hope in that is louder than this voice of, Mm. and for me, what that looked like for me at first was filtering what I was reading, the different support groups I was in. Mm. A lot of times support groups don't look like support, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. It was just a place for me to come out even more afraid because I was hearing everybody's scary stories. Yes. And a very wise friend told me, she's like, you need to unsubscribe from this, 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 and Yahoo group. Mm -hmm. Stop making that the dialogue that you are spending time listening to. Mm -hmm. Be aware. Be aware of what is happening there, but that is not the place to marinate. Um, So I think it's, it's being aware of what we're listening to, where we are marinating, and, um, and then following through, having the strength to follow through with that choice to, mm. to listen to the voices that are going to lay the path we want to walk on. Absolutely. If you want to walk in fear and anger, go for it. I mean, go for it. And then be like the best advocate for the special needs community. Like, no, <laughs> I'm going to cheer you on. But, um, but if that's not what you want, then, then mm. just be careful. Yeah. And be careful what's it. coming in. It's, it's a balance too, isn't it? Because as you said, the, the, the devil side of the stuff on your shoulder using the old cartoon, there, there is a use for that because you do need to be aware of things that could come up, but it doesn't mean you focus on them. So you create systems or whatever it is for you to be able to protect us in whatever way we can both emotionally and physically and those people around us who we're also protecting but it's not about marinating in it as, as you've said. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And support must be a huge thing apart from the support that you just need to take care of your daughter, you know, throughout the day, all day. But on top of that, how, how about emotional support? Cause I agree. I think there's a lot of um, support networks that, you know, we need to fit with the voice of whatever that network is that we've used. If we don't agree with, them and they're bringing us to a spot that we're not comfortable with and doesn't sit our values, they're not for us. We need to find or create our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's, I have two friends. We talk every week, Monday at noon, and they have access to every corner of my heart. They, mm-hmm. they hear it all. They know me better than I know myself. They call me out on my, on my, what, you know, I, I remember one time one of them saying, Hey, Kim, you're not being the best version of yourself right Mm -hmm. now. And they have access and permission to talk to me that way. And, um, and they're the ones that said you need to unsubscribe, but they know me well enough to Mm. see when I'm starting to lean in a direction that is not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. And because we are so intentional about our conversations we live, we don't live next to each other. One lives, we live on, you know, three different corners of the United States, but yet we have made it a priority for years, for years, every week we are talking to each other. And yeah. without them, I, I would have slipped um, further, mm-hmm. deeper. Hopefully I would have emerged eventually, but they have kept me from slipping many times. So it's giving somebody just access to every corner of the heart so that that darkness, I mean, that's where that stuff likes to grow. Fear Mm. and anger, it loves to grow in those dark places. So you shine light 
in those dark places. And that's what my friends get to do. Take that little flashlight and be like, Ooh, what, what's that thing you just said? I'm, we're going to shine a little light in there mm. and like, Oh, Oh, okay. Kim, we need to get that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing friends like that sort of yeah. trust but I agree people who call you on your BS it, like they are my favorite people in the world when they do right? it with love and take care of yeah. me when they're saying it but it's like oh yeah yeah you're right I don't want to admit it but you're right I don't <laughs> always agree with them right away a lot of times I'll tell them they're wrong and then they're like okay well just spend a little bit of time there <laughs> well, we'll come back to that <laughs> Just, just spend some time there is all, is all we're saying. <laughs> they sound awesome. I love them. They are. How can people get in touch with you? Well, we have a podcast on, it's on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. If you do a search for Loma, L-O-M-A-H, the podcast will come up. And Loma stands for the land of milk and honey. Oh, I love and it. Yeah. And so that is a reference to the Old Testament when the Israelites were wandering aimlessly in the desert for 40 years, trying to get to this land of promise and abundance. And so I feel like the special needs community, that's what we feel like half the time. Like we're, we're wandering around in the desert trying to get to this, this place that we're hoping for one day. So, um, just do a search for Loma. And what we do on the podcast is actually really informational. There's a lot of great information in there because what we are concerned about, our, the special needs community, is where is our child going to live? Mm-hmm. What, who is going to take care of them? Um, what are the options available? Where are they going to work? So what we do on the podcast is we link in with experts. And I just ask questions. I ask these questions that we as parents all have. And surprisingly enough, these experts agreed to come onto the podcast and, and answer our questions. We awesome. ran a, it was wildly popular, a housing series that um, it was like a 10 or a 12 part series, um, episode series on different housing models and different housing options for adults with disabilities. We're wrapping up an education series right now. What do we need to be doing in the teen years to prepare our child for adulthood. Um, so yeah, go to the podcast. That's where most of the information is coming. We also have a website, but because I'm so focused on the podcast, I don't always get <laughs> get new things on the website, but um, Loma, L-O-M-A-H.org has um, some informational articles and inspirational articles that kind of dive into the journey, kind of what we were talking about today, a little more of the personal side of things. but. I would say if you want information for um, for an individual with disabilities who is approaching adulthood, the the podcast, I'm learning a lot. So I'm sure the listeners are too. Yeah. And for those of us who don't have kids with special needs, what would you say to us when we meet you in the street and maybe we become uncomfortable or we don't know what to say, what would be your advice to us? To sit in that uncomfortableness with us. I love that question, Tina. I love that question because I see that so often. People are frozen with fear hmm. they, because they don't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, it's like these great big hearts that want to reach out, but 
they don't because they're afraid they're going to do the wrong thing. So Mm -hmm. that is such a great question. And I would say that for parents with children too, Mm. follow the lead of your three-year-old and five-year-old. What is that three-year-old and five-year-old going to do? They're going to start asking questions. Mm -hmm. And as parents, we love answering those questions. And if an adult were to do the same, I, I would welcome them. The, The nicest thing that ever happened to me, I, her name was Michelle. And I still remember this moment. And I I remember thinking that is exactly what special needs parents need in this moment. I had, um, my daughter went through this period of time where she did what we called the plop. So she would just plop down on the ground and wouldn't move. And she, we couldn't pick her up. She was too big. And so she started doing this at school drop-off. And so this would happen in the crosswalk as parents are trying to get their kids to school. And she literally would be plopped in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, this was going on. And one time she was plopped on the sidewalk about two blocks from school. We're trying to get her to school. And this woman named Michelle, I didn't know her until this moment. So I'm sitting down with Miranda, like, okay, we're watching the ants. (laughs) You know, like, again, (laughs) submitting to the, she's not getting up. So I guess we'll just kind of watch the ants. Michelle came and sat her derriere right there on the sidewalk with us. God bless. Yeah. And she said, hi, I'm Michelle. I was like, hi, Michelle. And she was like, it's a rough day, huh? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So just sitting with us mm. where we are is really, really helpful. Mm. So that's what Michelle did. She came down to the ground with the ants <laughs> in the middle of the sidewalk because by golly, that's where I was. And yep. she just sat with me in that. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. What an amazing woman. Yeah. 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 She moved, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so. Tell her to come and plop back. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and 50 years time, where do you see yourself? Well, I don't want to answer that question because I don't want to force mm-hmm. the path I'm on. Sure. Um, other than general safety and purpose mm-hmm. and joy for my daughter, both daughters. Yep. I am not going to determine the path. There's a, um, there's a Bible scripture. It's in the Psalms and it says the Lord is the lamp at our feet. And I love that because it doesn't say spotlight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say great, big glaring stadium light that is going to light mm-hmm. what is ahead of you. Yep. It's just enough to take the next step. Yep. And that has been part of submitting sure. is I'm only going to know what the next step is. And let me tell you, Tina, as I have embraced that, mm-hmm. it's amazing how fast sometimes the stepping is. Yes. The podcast is a perfect example of that. Like I didn't know how to do a podcast. And when he was like, do a podcast, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it has been the most incredible thing. And the networking and um, I, I feel like a lot of the people that we're talking to now are going to come into play in 15 years. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to know. Yep. I just need to know the next step. So I have no answer for 15 years. <laughs> That's okay. I can tell you tomorrow, but I, I can't tell you 15 years. <laughs> That's fine. I love the, um, the surrender in all of that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's submission. Sorry, not surrender. Submitting. Yeah, yeah. submitting. <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so if you wanted to leave any thoughts with our design new community, what would it be? We are all uniquely and beautifully designed with gifts that are going to create a beautiful life, not just for us, but for those around us. So lean in to your gifts, lean in to whatever situation you may be muddling through, Mm -hmm. lean into it because there's something uniquely and beautifully designed in each of us that is going to not just design our life, but design something that's bigger than all of us. Mm -hmm. And that is how we're wired to hope for that thing that's bigger than all of us. Yeah. And it's about seeing what that is. And it's, and it's, see how you feel on this. But for me, when I work with my clients, the stuff that they just do things and time disappears, whether it's a part of their work where they love talking with people or whatever it is, it's like, do more of that. That's where you're going to see. And the more and more I talk to people like you on my podcast and even just my clients, the more and more I see that our past becomes our purpose if we channel it, taking the right things from it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the only gift I have is the gift of gab. And I think <laughs> listening and understanding. So it's like, it's like, okay, do a podcast. It's like, oh, okay. As it turns out, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like we, we were so beautifully designed. My, my daughter with her special, she's so beautifully designed. And um, yeah. I love it. It's been amazing talking with you, Kim. Thank you for all your insights. And I hope people who do have kids with special needs will reach out to to Loma. I love it. Land of milk and honey. It's beautiful. Land of milk and honey. That's where we're all headed. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate the chance to to chat with you and all your mates over there in Australia. Is that what you call? Is that what you say, mates? Oh, it depends. If we're in a bad mood with them, yeah. Oh, (laughs) so that's a bad. Oh, Oh, it depends. It's on the, it's in the intonation you could be oh come on mate like really oh or, or you could be going yeah my mates and I going down the pub yeah. so what do you call your pals like what, what's the Australian word for pals well I just call them my friends your yeah. friends yeah but the guys might call you mates but yeah if I call you mate probably means I'm a bit annoyed with you oh okay okay well I won't say good day mate to uh to you or the audience I'll just say goodbye friends how about that <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. And thanks so much for your time. All right. Thanks, Tina. Bye-bye. A huge shout out to you for being here, for listening in and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honor your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design You podcast and helps us to reach Design Yours from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, as you communicate it and live it.